Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is behind the steel curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you again on Thursday morning. And we are one game away from the Steelers bye week already. My goodness. But that's not important. What's important is that the Pittsburgh Steelers got back on the winning track in week five, got their second one of the season. They have a chance to get to 500 this week. Uh, we'll get to looking forward in a little bit, but uh, right now it's just kind of enjoying getting back into the victory side of things. I'm glad that my nerds of steel were here with me, man. I'm excited because it was the first time in almost two years that I was able to be at Heinz field. It was fantastic to sit in my seat. And it's, it's funny because you know, I have two seats for my season tickets, but I always sit in the same one. I'm always in seat 17. Uh, and whoever is with me is in seat 16. It's just the way I do it. So it was exciting to be there. I had my son there for his very first game. Just couldn't get over the whole experience. Kind of warm. I thought it was, I mean, I picked November, so it's not hot outside. And then all of a sudden, it's just roasting. Well, especially because everyone was wearing their black jerseys, because that's what the Steelers were. I was in my color rush, uh, you know, just to say. That's what I have, a Cam Hayward color rush. So, but uh, a great time was had there. It was great energy. I was talking to some of the other season ticket holders around me and said, hey, have you been at the other games? Is this not the best energy that they've had so far? And the answer was absolutely, absolutely. That was the most energy at Heinz Field so far. 
this season. So that's fantastic. Let's look at some of the numbers from this past week, because then I'm going to get into an interesting thing. The title of this episode is talking about, you know, there's, there's three different firsts that I think the Steelers need to make sure that they're um, focusing on building on doing all these things right. That I, I really want to talk about there, but first let's hit this past week just in general. So then that way I can, we can get to uh, some of these other things. So, I have to say first, I don't have any, you know, quantitative numbers other than it's funny. I could use PFF grades, but I don't want to use them because believe it or not, they actually had the offensive line. Most of the guys that played lower than what they were the week before, which I thought was kind of crazy, but I I want to give a shout out to the offensive line. The, the numbers for them, really, the best numbers I can give there is 147 rushing yards. That's, that's a lot of that is on the offensive line and of course with the running backs, but you know, they they really credit the offensive line. And the other thing is one sack, two quarterback hits. I mean, that's, that's it. And Ben Roethlisberger even said he was able to go through his progressions in the pocket. He was trusting in the line and it worked. It just worked. It just felt different. I'm hoping that it, that it wasn't just because it was at the stadium, but to me, that whole game had a whole different feel to it than any of the others that I, that I had watched this season. So just wanted to give a shout out there. Um, it was great to, I wanted to use the number seven again in my, by the numbers article, because I wanted to be like, Hey, the Steelers scored seven first quarter points, seven points on the first drive. They did it again, but instead I threw out the number 50 because it was the 50 yard touchdown. Uh, on third down, mind you, which I, I I mentioned this on the show I do with my brother on the Scobo Scobro show, that we uh we don't like it when Ben throws deep on on third down when it falls incomplete, but whenever it works, especially when it goes for a touchdown, we love it. You know, it's just it's very outcome based if you understand what I mean. But uh, he had Deontay Johnson running right towards our end zone. And it was just a fantastic play. And it was great to see the Steelers do that right off the bat. They were driving on their second drive. I thought they were going to get multiple scores in the first quarter. And then they, then they uh, had their lone turnover of the day. We'll get to that soon. So um, that, that was great. The Steelers had a halftime lead. They finally had a halftime lead. It was the first time since week 13 of 2020. Uh, they, They had gone nine straight games where they were trailing at halftime and they finally had a halftime lead. You know, I wanted to see how they played out the game. Didn't get to see it completely because Najee Harris wasn't in there at the very end because of cramps. So I still want to see that even more, Um, but loved, loved the rushing effort. Uh, You know, I already said 147 yards. Najee had 122 on 23 carries over a five yard average. It was like 5.3. It's the most rushing attempts that the Steelers had in the game of 35, which does count the kneel down, but it's just what it is. It's the most rushing attempts they had since they defeated the Browns in week six of 2020, that 38 to seven win, which was the Steelers fifth game, mind you. So it took, it was the fifth game last year. And it was the last time that they've rushed the ball that many times, um, which is, which is really great. That's balanced when it comes to the offense. Not that you have to rush it that much, but that you're able to, that you know that you can do it effectively enough. So here's another good one. And this is a number I wanted to do a little bit more with this number and I wasn't able to, 
But uh, I, I just, the time got away from me and I got so focused on so many other numbers that I didn't come back to this one. So I might have to be looking at this one for something with the, uh, with with uh, the Steelers preview Thursday night. So make sure you tune into that tonight if you're one of those that likes to be in the live chat. If not, catch it on Friday um, on podcast form. And that was that the Steelers, they won their 18th consecutive game in which they rushed for 100 yards or more. 18 straight games they have won if they went over 100 yards. That's a pretty big deal. Um, I don't think it's the same cause and effect of just saying, Hey, well, just even when you're losing, just keep running. So that way you can get to a hundred yards. No, it's, it's, that's the philosophy of what you have to do offensively in order to try to win the game. If the Steelers are rushing for over a hundred yards, it's because they are in the game and a chance to win the game is what it really comes down to. But what's interesting is 18 straight games where they've won. But the last time where they didn't win, they actually tied. That was against the Browns in, in, in week one of 2018. So it's actually 21 straight games that they haven't lost in which they rushed for 21 yards or more. And then you look back at, oh, well, then what was the last game before that? It was the infamous 2017 New England's Patriots game. Um, and we all know that they really won that game because Jesse James caught that ball. So if you would have counted that one, then that would have been 22, and then it would have been another 12 before that. So if it wasn't for the blown call and the tie, then the Steelers would have had 36 straight games, even with the tie, say 36 straight games where they hadn't lost when they rushed for 100, 100 yards or more, which would be pretty impressive. You know, there's always going to be that little asterisk next to, next to that Patriots game uh, with with the Jesse James. It's, it is just just what it is. So let's keep let's keep going here. Ben Roethlisberger love the fact that he had you know he had a twenty point nine passer rating, had a very good PFF score, and a lot of it's because he only threw the ball twenty five times, twenty five times, 15, 15 completions, um, but just being uh, uh, effective. So that's just it is just what it is. So. That's some of the numbers there. Remember the key thing that I that I talk about turnover margin. Yeah, the Steelers did have a turnover, but they got a takeaway as well. So they finished even. Okay, still want to see if you can cut down on the turnovers, but got gotta love getting those takeaways. And it was really nice to see the Steelers score 27 points all on offense because they had only scored 17 so far this season. Um, and we're going to I think. I, th- I thought I might actually have something to look at with that. Um, a little bit, a little bit. Um, so that's the, that's the numbers looking back to last week. I want to talk about three different firsts and I've kind of already mentioned two of them, but there are three key firsts for these Pittsburgh Steelers. And that is what you do in the first quarter, what you do on the first drive, and what you do on first down. So those are the three firsts. It's all about first quarter, first drive, first down. So, you know, the first drive kind of is kind of more specifically with the first quarter, but it's, I like that the last two weeks of the Steelers have scored points, not just points, touchdowns on their first drive, but man, it would be really nice if they could follow that up with, um, some points, some more points in the first quarter. So getting out there, because 
Teams have been, I mean, the Steelers haven't won the toss since week one. The Steelers won the toss in week one. They deferred. So they started with their defense on the field. Every other game, the Steelers have lost the coin toss and every team has deferred against them. And it was smart because the Steelers were notoriously slow starters. So you do that, you get the offense out there and you're like, hey, if they're going to start slow on offense, we get that stop. That's just like stealing an extra possession because now the game's really starting when we go on offense and we get the ball to start the second half. I don't blame teams for doing that. That's the smart approach. But now it's been two straight weeks where the Steelers have put touchdowns on the board on the opening drive. So now both of them have been long touchdowns. Part of me almost like I'd, I'd even like to see a more, even more of a methodical drive. Um, but I'm, Trust me, I'm not, trust me, I'm not complaining. I am not complaining. I will take the touchdowns however they come. But, you know, they're moving the ball. They're doing what they need to do on the very first drive of the game. That's important because right there, that'll, that's getting you in a good position to keep your game plan going th- longer throughout the game. So if you're setting up everything in the first quarter where you're going to, where you have a chance to play with the lead rather than playing from behind, that's what you want to do. So the first drive starts that off. So if you're getting points in the first drive, the Steelers now have 14 points this season on their opening drive. That is my goodness. You have no idea how, how much of a difference that is compared to years past because I mean, with the Steelers scoring 14 points, total through five games, that's averaging 2.8 points a game on their opening drive. You're like, oh, is that really great? Um, Let's just say this. Under the previous offensive coordinator, they averaged less than one. They averaged less than a point on opening drives. That's how rare it was that they scored on opening drives. So the the fact that the Steelers already have 14 points of their opening drives through five games, build on that. Keep that going. Don't let make teams think, wait a second, we don't want to put the Steelers offense out there to start. And then you're you're just in a in a much different and better situation. So that extends more into the into the entire first quarter is now I, what I want to see because when the Steelers scored on that opening drive against Green Bay that was the first they'd scored in the first quarter my I think it was thirteen games I I had it written down before I didn't go back and look it back up it was that was what I talked about last week okay this week they did it again and both times they did it on their opening drive now show that you can back up your first drive with another score. So if you're backing up that first drive with another score, and if your defense is also getting the stop, my goodness, look at the situation you could put yourself in. Um, you know, even if it's, you know, even if it's just a field goal, if you're talking touchdown field goal and you're talking 10 points in the first quarter, that's a huge start. The Steelers have not scored that many points in the first quarter since they played the Cincinnati Bengals the first time last season at home, the one where they absolutely trounced them. So that's key. Now let's really break into some big numbers that I really, really wanted to talk about because it's the third aspect because this this works throughout the entire game. The third first is first down. What the Steelers are doing on first down. And what's crazy is the numbers, the, the numbers might not look as great for this week as they had before. But they are better when you really break down why the numbers are what they are. So you've got to trust me here. Because what I did was I, I, I broke down various things and I grumped, I grumped, <laughs> grouped or lumped. <laughs> Maybe I should actually 
pick which word I want to use rather than combining them because I, I lumped them together. I grouped it together. That's why I grumped. Okay. I, I lumped together games one through four and did stats for that. And if I had to, you know, I could average and things like that in some places where I needed it. So I, I did games one through four. And then I looked at game five by itself because I wanted to see how the Steelers did. What did they do better than what they had done all season? So what I was looking at was what did the Steelers do on first down? Now I threw out the kneel downs. Well, if you're kneeling down, you know, at the end of the game or the end of the half, threw out those plays. So what I, what I was doing was how much were the Steelers gaining on first down? Well, first of all, I'll tell you this, this past week, the Steelers averaged 3.5 yards on first down. You're like, yeah, yeah, that seems about right. Because yeah, they were getting some good chunk plays. It seems like they're getting a lot of six yard runs and stuff like that. But in all honesty, the first four weeks of the season, they were averaging 3.8 yards. So they were actually averaging more yards, but notice that's averaging because there were times where the Steelers hit on some big plays on first down that draws up that average. And I'll show you how it's a little bit different when we actually get down to it. So in week five, the Steelers, one of the problems the Steelers have ha- been having was that they were not getting any yardage on first down. They were having penalties. They were having negative plays. Rather than worry about the penalties, I've kind of focused on the, on the no gains and the negative plays. Okay. The first four weeks of the season, 33% of the time, it was 31 out of 102. Um, or sorry, 34 out of 102. I almost couldn't read my writing. That, that's how many times the Steelers had zero or negative yards on first down. So a third of the time they were, they were running a play on first down. It was, it was doing nothing. It was doing nothing. Now I will tell you that, um, a number of those were incomplete passes third, you know, 13.7% of that was, was, um, you know, of the grand total, not just that, just not that percentage of the 33%, um, were incomplete passes. Okay. They were incomplete passes on first down. So of course that's no gain. But if you look at what the Steelers did this past week, only 24% of their of their plays went for negative or zero yards. And it's funny because a couple of them, I think, were 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 Belage. Um, at least one of them, I know that was was from from Kalen Belage. So it wasn't even all on, on Najee, you know. So I mean, they only had two negative plays if you take out the kneel down. There was a one Najee had a negative one yard on first down, and Belage had a negative three yards on first down, which I, which I'm trying to think, was that the one? I don't know if that was one right before the half or it was one even a little bit earlier than that. So that's what was going on there. The Steelers weren't getting behind the sticks a lot and they were, you know, even, even gaining more yards. So let's keep going with that. Um, in the first four games, plays that earned one or two yards, this the Steelers only eleven point eight percent the first, the first couple, the first four games, and it was twelve percent this past week. So almost the same, almost the same percentage amount of plays that were one or two yards. So that right there tells you that the Steelers are, had a much more successful first first down attempts. Then I went three to five yards. They were 24.5 the first four games, but they were 44%, 44% of their plays um, on Sunday went for three to five yards. Then to finish it up, here was the one that brings it back. 
on weeks one through four, the Steelers had 30.4% of their plays go for six or more yards, which you're like, wow. But the Steelers had 20% um, of their plays go for six or more yards this past week. And you're pro- and there's a reason for that, which we'll get to. The, the key was the number of plays that the Steelers had where they were gaining, you know, three, four, five yards was what you're ultimately trying trying to look for. So I looked at that, you know, only 8% of the, of the plays on first down on Sunday were from incompletions. There were only two incompletions, um, which which did that. So you're like, okay, well, let, you know, almost cut that in half from what it was the previous four games, okay? But what's crazy is that the first four games, Ben Roethlisberger was was seventy five percent completion percentage, where in this game he was only sixty percent completion percentage. Wait a second, how does that work out? You you know where this is going. You should know where this is going. What the Steelers did this week that really was the key was they were able to gain almost as many yards on average on first down by running the ball so much. The first four games of the season, the Steelers passed the ball 63% of the time on first down and ran it 37% of the time. That's I haven't done, I didn't do their overall average, but that looks a lot like what, what their overall average would probably be, maybe a little bit lower. But what's great is that the Steelers on first down this past week, they only passed the ball 20% of the time and they ran it 80% of the time. That's a big deal. And they were constantly putting themselves, you know, in second and seven or less, which was what you really want to see with your offense to really have options to do things. So this, so the third thing of being first downs are important, being my third first that I wanted to talk about, what is really going to, in order to get to that one, you have to do the other two firsts. You have to score on your first drive. You have to score in the first quarter and keep yourself in the game in order to be able to run the ball on first down and run it effectively. The Steelers were able to do all that this past week, and that's what I'd really like to see with them going forward. All right, we went over a good bit in the first half, but that's all right because I had a lot of numbers to do. We're going to come back. We're going to look at the matchup coming up on Sunday night with Seattle, the way the, the, the you know, looking at the ranks and everything like we like to do. Um, so we'll do that when we come back. So stick around. When my phone- I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Here we are continuing on with the Steelers Stat Geek podcast. This is Behind the Steel Curtain editor Dave Schofield. I am here for my Nerds of Steel on Thursday morning. Let's do this. Let's look at this matchup coming up this Sunday night against the Seattle Seahawks. It's very interesting because we got to remember when we look at these numbers, the majority of these numbers are with the Seattle Seahawks with Russell Wilson at quarterback. We know Russell Wilson's not going to be the quarterback because he's out for several weeks. Um, it is what it is. So we'll just we'll just roll with that. But knowing that these are the numbers, see, this is the one thing that I, I do with numbers is I, I'd like to set up what the numbers are, but I, I don't like to go to, well, let's just say, I don't like to be too ambitious. I'd rather use the numbers as a reality check. So if you're coming in, you know, on the low end of numbers, knowing that things could be better for you, that's the way I like to present it, you know, depending on what the number is and how you're presenting it. So these these ranks might be a little bit better than what the team really is based on what they have available for them. So let's just dive into it and see what it is. Let's look at these offenses first, which is kind of crazy um, that there's some, some interesting similarities with these offenses. Um, First, let's go points because this is where there's the biggest discrepancy and this is the difference um, with with the Seattle offense than where it comes with everything else. They're not all that well ranked with other stuff. Their best ranking is in points. Their best ranking is in points and they're tied for 13th in the NFL. Believe I think with the Packers uh, where they scored 120 points this season. Now, some of that is where they're fighting back into games, things like that. But they've scored 120. They're tied for 13th. That's their best offensive rank. But the Steelers, they're 27th. They only have 94 points on the season. So we know how the Steelers have struggled to score points. Um, so much so that putting up 27 was a really big deal and very encouraging. Um, if you want to look at their how they're ranked offensively, you know, based on yards, which is generally what what teams do, Seattle's 19th in the NFL, where the Steelers are 27th. So um, it's not that Seattle's that great there, but you know, the Steelers' offense is trying to get better, and, and I'll show you how they're getting better because where Seattle is also 19th is in rush offense. Okay, running the ball. They've they've rushed for 522 yards yards and they're 19th in the NFL. The Steelers moved up a spot. They are no longer last in rushing in the NFL. They are 31st with 368. Hey, uh, just just got to keep moving up. Keep moving on up. Keep keep um keep chugging it out and moving on up. So that's just that's something that that we want to like. cuz you got to remember I mean, last week, the Steelers, I'm sorry if you hear my papers rustling, but I mean, last week, look at who the Steelers were playing. They're playing the Denver Broncos where their defense was fifth in the NFL against the rush. And that's where they had their best rushing performance. I mean, the fact that the, I mean, think about that. Sorry, I'm taking a little bit of a break here. But if you look at it, the, the Broncos, part of the reason they were a little bit ticked it that the that the Ravens went out and ran a play at the end just to get their 100 yards rushing to do some streak that no one had ever heard of is that that they hadn't given up 100 yards this season and I, th- I don't think they'd given it up much last year either so the Steelers running for rushing for 147 was by far the most that the Broncos have surrendered so the Steelers rushed the ball better against the Broncos than the Baltimore Ravens so just just remember that so um 
So hopefully they can keep improving with that. And then let's go to passing. Seattle was 17th in the league um, in passing yards, where the Steelers are 19th in passing yards, not that far, far apart. Where they are far apart is that Seattle has 11 passing TDs on the season where the Steelers have six. So that's kind of where you're getting the discrepancy in points because they have almost as many passing touchdowns. But now they also don't have Russell Wilson. They're both both offenses give up similar amount of sacks. The of uh, Seattle's given up 13 and the Steelers have given up 11, which is more than they did last year. Um because I think it was 10 last year. Uh now now I'm going to second guess that. But anyway, they're definitely on pace to give up more than last year. We'll just say that. Um so they're they're pretty even there and the one thing that I am going to say about Seattle's offense is they're first in the NFL in turnovers and not turning the ball over. They've only had 3 turnovers on the season where the Steelers have had 6. So that's going to be really interesting, but you got to remember one of those 3 turnovers was uh, Geno Smith coming into the game and, th- and throwing an interception at the end. So they're going against uh, uh, in a situation where they might have more of a tendency to turn over the ball. Let's look at the defense. All right. This is what we want to see. Defense. Let's go points. The Steelers are 10th in the NFL in points surrendered. They've given up 112, where Seattle is 22nd. They've given up 126. That is by far their best defensive rank, is 22nd in points surrendered. Because it's only going to get worse from there. Um, Because when it comes to the rush, Seattle is 31st. In the NFL, they've given up 726 yards. Steelers have only given up 502. They're ninth in the NFL against the against the run. So then you want to look at the pass. The Steelers are 19th against the pass, which is their lowest of all their rankings. And Seattle is 30th against the pass, which is better than they are against the rush. And you might have guessed it. Overall, total defensive yards, Seattle is the last ranked defense in the NFL. They have given up the most yards in the NFL through five games. The Steelers are middle of the pack. They are 16th. So that's going to be really interesting. But Seattle does have five takeaways on the season, and the Steelers have four. So, you know, they're, 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 pretty, they're, they're pretty similar there. And both teams have gotten 10 sacks so far this season. So right there that tells you that the matchup is that, this, that Seattle is really struggling more defensively. But what makes that interesting is when you have a backup quarterback come in, that's usually when your defense really tries to step up. So you've got to remember that you've got to keep it all in perspective after Sunday night's game, because if the Steelers don't do as much offensively as they say, oh, but look, this defense is terrible, you know, and the Steelers only did blah, blah, blah. You know, even if they win the game, which we'll see if they win the game or not. But some people, even in a win, might say, oh, well, they should have done more against that bad defense. You have to. Why do Jeff Hartman and I do the same voice when we talk about people <laughs> of Steeler fan? We have the same Steeler fan voice. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Uh, sorry, I'm just cracking myself up about that. So if you don't listen to Let's Ride, you should, right? because uh, I, you hear that from Jeff on there as well. My point is, this is a lot of times when you have a backup quarterback going in, that is when teams step up and really challenge the defense. So I expect an improved 
effort from Seattle's defense on Sunday night. I really do. I really do. Now, will it be enough to win them the game? I don't know. But I expect their defense to not to, to not just give up a ton of yards like they have in the past because they feel like they need to put their offense in a better situation. I mean, think about think about 2019 for the Steelers and how the defense just needed to do more. The defense started doing more. Well, it really helped that they got Minka Fitzpatrick, but this defense started doing more whenever they knew that they really needed to, to cover for the offense, which you have to ask yourself, if you can do more, why weren't you doing more in the first place? So I don't know. Maybe Seattle's already doing everything they can. So we'll see how it plays out on Sunday. But those are the numbers. Those are the matchups. I really want to see the Steelers. I'm. I w- it would be really nice for the defense to start on the field, knowing that the offense will get the ball to start the second half. But hey, if the Steelers start with the ball again, you got to get down there and get points. Even if it's just a field goal, I'd really prefer to get that touchdown. That'd be a nice streak to keep having. Imagine if the Steelers could start a streak of consecutive games of either scoring or even scoring a touchdown on their opening drive. That's a streak I could get behind. So with that, I will be back next week as we head into the bye. We will be talking about some various things. I'm not even sure what I'm going to talk about going into the bye. Um, we'll, of course, we'll recap this game, but then we'll have to do some other bye week stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because we won't have that stuff looking forward. So we'll, we'll, I'll see if I can do something special. And we're, we're trying to also churn up some other special things for you all during the bye week on the podcast side. So make sure you, uh, you're, you're listening up to see what kind of stuff we could have in store for you. And of course, make sure you are listening to all our podcasts, wherever you get podcasts. I'll be honest with you. Apple podcasts is our, is our main one. That's where I listen to it. It's so nice because I subscribe and then boom, all the episodes are right there for me. So that's the easiest thing for you to do. You won't miss anything. Occasionally I'll even get a little notification that, Hey, you have three um, new episodes to listen to of something. I'm like, oh, oh, great. I, yeah, thanks for the reminder. I do that all because I subscribe um, to the channel. So that's great. I think it's called subscribe. I don't know. I'm, I sound like an old guy right now. But, uh, and also make sure you're checking out behindthesteelcurtain.com, the website. It is your one stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. So let's go, Steelers. Let's start a winning streak and let's just enjoy. That the that things are getting better, or for from week four to week five, I almost messed up my numbers there, and I'm the numbers guy. So let's see if things can continue to improve and grow from week five to week six. So uh, thanks for joining me, and as I always say, thanks for keeping out. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.